Hey, hey, everyone. It is time for another Bibliobanta podcast. I'm here, as always, with Lexi. Hello, everyone. And we're actually in Shaw's Books in Gross Point with the owner, Hank. Hank, how are you doing today? I'm doing wonderful. How are you? <laughs> I'm doing great. It's cold out, but you know what? I'm yes, this place is. is nice and cozy and <laughs> oh yeah, feeling good about it. So yeah, we're, we're better now that we're here. <laughs> we try to make it that way for everybody. <laughs> absolutely, absolutely. I mean, first thing I noticed when I came in, and I, I mentioned it to you, was that smell of you know old books and yes. everything that are well <clears> cared yes. for. Yes. So the good the good yes. stuff the good smell the smell of love <laughs> absolutely so hank we just have a couple of questions for you um and sure. it, there might be a couple more that i think of as we talk it um, happens. but <laughs> yeah but it's not meant to be a long laborious process but the first question is really just tell us the origin story of shaw's books when did you open <clears> it <throat> well uh, shaw's books started probably in the 80s early mid 80s I was I uh, became friends with a couple of guys who owned the Curious Raven Bookstore in, in on Meringue. Ooh, that and sounds used fun. to go there all the time, and I was at that point I was a reader, I was a collector, and so we would share stories and whatnot. And uh, they decided one day they were going to do a book fair, and so they uh, uh, said, "Do you want to share a booth?" And I said, "I don't know. I've never been to one before. Don't know what they're all about." But I said, "That sounds interesting." So I said, okay, and so we, we drove to Lansing that morning. I had uh, 12 feet of table space. My booth fee was, uh, I think, $75. Yes. And I sold $110 worth of books. Oh, and nice. so I thought, then this is not so good. <laughs> it's not like the profit <laughs> you were looking this for. This is not so good, you know, because <laughs> by the time you talk about the, the gas, the uh, money that you had spent for the books already, it wasn't so good. They decided it was way too much work to, to do that, so they didn't want to do it anymore. And so I thought, well, and I was still working for General Motors at the time. And so I thought, well, let me try a couple more to see how they work. Usually they're on weekends. And so the first year I tried four, I think, and then they moved up to six and eight. And our kids were growing. And we saw it as an opportunity to have the kids travel with the kids and they could do some things while I was doing a book fair. And the proceeds from the book fair would pay for our vacations. And so I, I started doing that. And then I started outgrowing my house because I was working on my house. Oh, wow. And so then I rented a small shop on Maryland Mm -hmm. uh, near Jefferson for about six and a half years. Decided I was serious about doing this. And so what do you do? Do you 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 get bigger, smaller? You can't stay the same. So I decided, well, uh, I wanted to find a building. And so then I looked for and found this building here that we're in. Bought it in 1992. Uh, it was a mini antique mall, Gross Point Reliques it was called. Mm-hmm. And I converted it room by room with having bookcases made, brought in, uh, books brought in over about a three year period. Okay. Wow. And so uh, the other shop was open by appointment only. This one I started opening up uh, by appointment and then I started going to one day and then two days a week. And that was uh, 1992, so that was a lot of years ago. Okay. Mm-hmm. I continue to continue to uh, have uh, participate in book fairs, and I participated in over 600 in my book life. Oh wow! And, and wow. so now I open up on Fridays and Saturdays, mm-hmm. except uh, this month I will have my 14th annual holiday book sale, where I'll be open up uh, 12 days, uh, Friday, Saturdays, and Sundays, the last four uh, of the month, uh, and have my 20% off sale on everything. Oh, so, so, so that's how I kind of got into it. Uh, 
And uh, when I was working for GM, which was, I had, you know, I worked two, two weeks out of college, and I don't know if you hear all this, but I worked two weeks out of college, then I went to work for him full time. Oh, wow. And I had continued to, to work for him, and, and it worked out fine. I had some nice jobs, and we moved from St. Louis, where we were born and raised, okay. to Detroit area, the Girls Point Park. In, in the in any event, so so uh, so we we located here, <clears throat> but uh, to to have a shop and buy a building and so forth, and have a regular job, you have to really think through that. I thought, and so there were three things that were important to me. Number one, we had kids growing up, two children, and so I had to have my house paid for and a mortgage, which is usually the biggest thing that you have mm. payment-wise in your lives. I had to have the building paid for. And then I had to have money set aside for my kids' college education because we determined the kids would go to college and we would pay for their education. Okay, and so I had to do that. So I had that all squared away. And then I had the opportunity to retire early from General Motors. I did, and so I could do this full time. Oh, awesome. That's awesome, yeah. yeah that's kind of how it all came about. Sounds I, I, yeah, I was going to say, I like how you're talking about like getting like your little ducks in a row and everything to do this because right. it's meticulous it's like you, you always see like in the movies where a person just changes things and just opens up certain they never go about like what the the actual steps involved it's always just like oh i got my building i got my thing and then you know whatever whereas you detailed that yeah you <laughs> you got to have a plan yeah you have to plan it out okay because you, you not only have your life to be dealing with and concerned about you have your family yeah. and so you have to look out for them too it just can't be what Hank wants to do right on a whim or whatever <laughs> it is and you know and I learned the business over over those years to where this is this kind of thing that you may seem simple but it, it, there's a lot in any business that you have to learn and, and, and do and whatnot and, and so oh, for uh, sure and I was always a, a people person good with customers and so forth and and so that part was was good uh, you, you know, but, but but learning about books and learning what's valuable and learning what people want and learning what condition, additions and, you know, all that kind of stuff, you know, takes takes time if you're really serious about this and, you know, I'm serious about it, you know. Yeah, it sounds meticulous to curate such a wonderful collection. Not only wonderful, but it's also ginormous. To me, like, I, I worked at a rare book library for a couple of years um, and it really was smaller than this store it, w it was tiny tiny and we had a lot of um, manuscripts but also a lot of facsimiles um, like copies of original materials and but there was a huge demand for it sure. where, in our like where we were um, do you find that when you started um, renting on Maryland did you find that it, there was a lot of demand for rare or special edition copies of books or was it more well, the used the, books that there, it started off? There are especially at book fairs okay because yeah. serious collectors oh, go yeah. to book fairs because there's maybe you know 30, 40, 50 or more booksellers that are bringing in their best material and so that's where you, you, you know you, you're more likely to sell your more expensive rare scarcer kinds of things. Here I try to uh, appeal to the, the whole uh, the whole audience, everybody. Mm -hmm. I, I like to think that I have something for everybody who comes in the door. I would agree as okay. a customer. <laughs> because yeah, people, people say, well, what do people want? I said, well, every person in the door is a different human being, mm -hmm. and they all want something different. You know, it doesn't matter what you like, she likes, I like, or whatever it is, it's what, what they like. 
They can take them over to any section, and if they don't care about the section, they don't care. You know, they, they want certain things. And so I, I pride myself on having things kind of in overall pocket ranges, mm -hmm. all subjects. So something of, of, for, for everybody, you know. And, and so, so that's kind of how a, a shop is different than probably a book fair. Yeah. Okay, it was the book mm -hmm. fair. You, you only bring your best stuff because you only have so much space and the cost and everything. Really? Whereas a shop, you can do this, okay? Yeah. And, and uh, I have probably 15,000 books in here. And, and about nice. 10,000 other paper items of prints, Ephemera. posters, photographs, uh, you, you name it. You, yeah. know. you and so, have a bunch of fun stuff. Yeah. I love... I'm literally sitting next to uh, a bunch of maps and everything. It looks so so nice. Cause I, I used to work at the Detroit Library, and part of my job at that point was running maps for people who requested them, like, you know, it's Detroit, Detroit in 1904, things like oh, sandboard sure. maps. So seeing all this, kind of bringing back a bunch of those memories and everything. And I, I, I do miss doing some of that, but I, I gotta say, I love my current job. Oh, oh sure, oh yeah, oh yeah, sure. Well, you know, they're interesting. Maps are, are fascinating. You learn a lot of history from maps mm -hmm. because you kind of uh, date the map by what's going on, what's in the map, and what's not in the map that mm -hmm. occurred, you know, before or afterwards. What's this place this called place. versus what's. Oh, what is it yeah, called now? Yeah, the street, this, that, and everything. And so, uh, you know, maps are, you know, another popular item that people like to collect, frame, put on their walls and, mm -hmm. and things like that. If it means something to them, if it's a map that doesn't mean anything to them, well, that's, that's Just, a different story. Yeah. <laughs> but but in, in putting this together, uh, I, I pride myself in the books all being in excellent condition, mm -hmm. so I don't have books that are not in good condition. Not that there's anything wrong with that. Not that they don't read the same, but just like the book you had mentioned that you had purchased, you wanted a really nice copy, and this happened to be an inscribed copy yes. of your favorite book. And, you know, and that's what's fun, is people come in and they discover things that they maybe didn't come in far in, uh, intentionally, or, or but but you know, I, I invite them to roam around, look mm -hmm. around, see what you see, uh, and and actually they you know in, in their they're almost, it's almost too much at first to take in in one setting. Oh, yeah. There's so much. Mm -hmm. There is. And they get distracted by the other objects. Mm -hmm. And I usually give a one-minute overview, and I tell them, well, one of the things you'll see is a lot of objects that aren't books that don't have price tags. And that's because they're not for sale. That's because they like them too much. Part of my decor, <laughs> whichever way you want to put them. And that saves people from bringing them up to the counter. I didn't see a price tag on it. How much is this? Well... Sorry, but it's, that's mine. It's not, <laughs> I'm keeping it's that. Not, that's that's not what I'm doing in business for. Yeah, for uh, for listeners at home, I was um, telling Hank before we started the podcast that the first time I um, walked in here, I wasn't looking for anything in particular, but you gave me the one minute overview, you gave me the tour, right. and I just started roaming while my parents were making conversation with you, I believe. And I happened to find a hard, a beautiful hardcover copy of my favorite book of all time, Middlesex by Jeffrey Eugenides, who happens to be local. Uh, and it was also inscribed and had his signature inside of it. And it has the nice mylar protectant dust over the dust protector. jacket. Yep. Yeah. Um, and I just, I had no plans of looking for that book. I just happened upon it and I had just finished it. And it, it's the best book I've ever read or my favorite so far. I mean... I have recency bias, so next year I'll probably have another favorite. But for now, this is my favorite. Um, 
And I, I just stumbled upon it. It happened to find me. And I think that when you walk in here, it's very... When you think of, like, a magical bookshop, I, I picture Shaw's books. Oh, oh 100%. Good, you've good, got that. You've got each... And since it used to be an antique mall, which makes a lot of sense, it's because it's sectioned into different rooms. Uh, it's dense. Yes, like, and like, there's so much. Like, they're, they're, like we, we've, we've been doing a whole series on bookstores around here, and, like, there's, the, like, the, the difference between this and, for instance, Next Chapter Books, Night and Day, because Next Chapter Books is very wide open. Like, you walk in, you can kind of see the whole thing, whereas this, it feels like you got to wind through yes. and everything. Yeah. It incentivizes you to really keep your eyes open, kind of look, look around, because you'll find your buried treasure as yeah, it has it, you yeah, you you're do. treasure hunting. That's exactly what it feels like, too. And both layouts have their charm. But when I think of, like, a magical bookstore, I, th- I think of here. Because you never know what you're going to find. Like I, I, I'm going to be fully fully honest here. If you had come out wearing a wizard hat and a robe, I would have been completely like, yeah, that's normal. That, that makes that, sense. <laughs> sure, absolutely. So, absolutely. and we've already talked about this pretty much um but just to just to really clarify for listeners uh so y- do you have um all genres like all adult children's or do you primarily stick with adult used book like what is your niche what is okay. your i'm a general source categories okay okay uh s- scarcer harder to find special books in all areas that doesn't mean they're expensive but it, co- it covers the whole spectrum I have my children's and illustrated section that you've seen. Mm-hmm. Okay, I've got, you know, natural history, I've got art, architecture, photography, literature, poetry, you know, history, all, all subjects. I try to have something for everybody being a generalist because I recognize that everybody in the door has kind of their focuses. You know, if I only had a certain kinds, if I was a specialist, had certain kinds of books, well, that wouldn't work. Mm-hmm. And I really like having the children's and illustrated section because there's a lot of young people in, in children that they bring in mm-hmm. to the store, which is really a lot of fun because yeah. uh, they're exposing them to books, and I always feel like that, uh, you know, you need to expose children to books at an early age, and if you do, it'll stay with them their whole life. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, you know, I mean? agree. Yeah, and, and so, so, yeah, so I mean, it depends upon what somebody wants again. You know, I like to have something on everything if that's possible and I joke when I give my one minute overview we've got books on every subject to know to mankind which is not true <laughs> okay <laughs> it be couldn't a, be yeah but, but but you know but I, I love when somebody asks for a certain book or a certain subject and I can say you know here, here it is you know I've got this take a look at this yeah because people sometimes come in with a negative question I know you don't have but I thought I'd ask and I'd say, yeah, I do. So let me take you back and show you. Oh, that's got to feel so good. Yeah, yeah. You know, but I encourage them to roam, as you know, having your one-minute overview. Mm-hmm. Roam, have fun, open up the cabinets. You don't have to ask for permission. Chairs, sit down and look at them. Just, uh, just enjoy yourself, you know. Yeah. And, and, mm-hmm. and, uh, and, you know, and I think they do. You know, some people might spend five minutes. Other people will want me to lock them in overnight so they can, <laughs> you know, look through all the books they want to and, and open it up in the morning. But, I, you know, I can't do that, yeah. of course. But, uh, that yeah, sounds... yeah, so, so I, I don't, you know, I don't really focus on one particular category. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. Uh, and, and I noticed that as a customer. I just wanted to make sure that that was clear to the listeners. Sure, that, yeah. So whatever somebody would come in and want chances are they have something or they'll find something that they didn't come in like you mentioned yes, exactly. that they're looking for but 
Oh, here it is. It, but it finds you. It finds you. I'm, I'm, I'm going to quote uh, my, 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 my geek coming out of here, Avatar The Last Airbender, Uncle Iroh, when he says, you know, it's all, you know what's better than finding something that you are looking for? Finding something that you weren't looking for at a great bargain. There you go. There you go. That's a good quote. I love Uncle Iroh. You know, a lot of people like the serendipity of it, okay? You know, yes. Very much so. Who knows so. what they might discover, you know, discover things. Mm-hmm. It doesn't mean you buy them necessarily, but 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 look at this, look at that. I mean, you know, you can hear when you're sitting up here the different oohs and ahs that people. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. You know. My parents were up here talking with you the first time I came in here to browse, and my mom said she kept hearing me go, oh, my God. Like, I just kept, <laughs> oh, my God. Like, I just kept getting so excited. I know. I know. You, you <laughs> Out of all the all things the I was finding, yeah. yeah. So that's got to be magical, too. That must sound like success <laughs> right right it is, Here you it know, is, bring it you is, happiness. It is. and you can tell people are having fun though yeah when, they, when you hear those kinds of comments being made you know i think it's great you know it really is it's a fun business it's oh good books are wonderful you know mm-hmm. i think yeah i i we would agree <laughs> yeah. as librarians yeah. we would agree yeah <laughs> it's like, like like what you said with the with the the kids and everything like getting the books in their hands early it's like I've always like I've always heard like you know they say oh my kids just don't like to read it's like no, it's not that they don't like to read it's they haven't found something that's grabbed them yet yeah right. there and I for I'm a firm believer that mm-hmm. there's a book for every child you just it might not look like a book it might be a graphic novel it might be like a video game but like there's some form of literacy out there that they're mm-hmm. gonna be drawn to oh, yeah. and as a little kid this this was my ideal kind of bookstore where I could go in and get lost and just be kind of secluded and feel I, I actually love being surrounded and like being in small spaces but especially with books like I just it's so comforting and as a kid I loved being able to like go into a quiet books like just walk in and go off into different rooms and just leaf through every single thing that I possibly could it, that was my safe haven mm-hmm. where and every child's different too like there's children who want to go into like the flashier like Barnes and Noble and that's totally fun too but oh sure this I mean, was they, my they place. All have the place you know but but uh, you know this, this kind of exposes them to books too because oftentimes this is the first exposure they have to a place that has a lot of books mm-hmm. now even before library before they they take them to libraries and so forth and so i want them to feel comfortable here in in you know and, and i they want to roam and run and <laughs> I, I don't care i mean you know just just feel comfortable that you can come into a place that has books the same way with the library now in a library you have to be you know a little quieter because of the other patrons and that mm-hmm. kind of stuff but here you know, you don't have to be quiet. You know, yeah, there's no, there's no want to. noise level. <laughs> well, but, uh, but, you know, I always encourage parents. I said, you know, if you have a small child, there's four things that are important. Uh, it's not the only things that are important. But if you, can, if you can teach a child to read, write, speak, and do basic math, they can do anything beyond that. Yeah. But, but if you don't learn to read, you're, you're going to have some problems in life. You're going to mm-hmm. really limit yourself, you know, mm-hmm. and so it's a, it's really, really important to do that. And know, it, would, it would affect the other three areas that you mentioned, too. Sure. Writing, speaking, and uh, math, like arithmetic. Like it, that, not being able to read would affect those. So right. Yeah, reading is it would super those. important. So, so you know, as you mentioned, find what a child likes to read, okay? And, and, and they, you know, just expose them some things and they'll show you. Mm-hmm. I've got a, a four-year-old uh, grandson. Of course, everything about dinosaurs. 
<laughs> it's his whole his life now. Classic. And so he loves going to the library. All oh, kids love, love dinosaurs. On dinosaurs. <laughs> and, and I don't know what it is. And he can name all the dinosaur. You know. That's names. amazing. Follow him. Picture from name. And that oh kind of yeah. Stuff. Yeah. Oh, that's amazing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's funny what kid. Well, not just kids, but people. What will what will latch on to? <laughs> oh yeah, I know the, what they latch onto. It, right, it is. It oh. is. It is. That's I so always nice. find it very amusing when you've got a kid who um, struggles with a a more common word, but then they're just like, oh yeah, that's a pachycephalosaurus. <laughs> just oh, like, I know. Oh, okay. of course. <laughs> you, How can I not that? know that? Yeah. <laughs> Sounds like your grandson's like that. I, no, I can't. Yeah, don't you know, you know that's what that is? You know, I thought everybody knew that. Yeah, know. I could probably identify maybe three dinosaurs. That's about it. Dinosaurs, for sure. Yeah, we got, yeah, we got the team. I was, I was big into dinosaurs as a kid, especially because around that time, that was when Jurassic Park came uh, out, which really oh, yeah. helped, you know, like reinvigorate my love of them and everything. Of course. So, but yeah, it's, it's just amazing. And, it's actually one of those things that I also also love because, like, when um, another quote, uh, I can't remember who said it, but it was an interesting thing where, um, on the topic of how kids and stuff pronou- pronounce things, if somebody mispronounces a word based on what it looks like, you can tell they never heard the word; they learned it through reading. Yeah. Oh, and that's lovely to think about. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, that's really sweet, actually. I never thought oh, of that. Yeah. Yeah, I is, like that. I, I like telling different stories, too. For example, uh, everybody's sort of the Wizard of Oz, pretty much. Mm-hmm. Uh, but if you ask somebody, Oz, where did that name come from? Where did, you know, Oz? Mm-hmm. You know, well, as the story goes, and I've got some articles regarding it, uh, L. Frank Baum, when he, when he, uh, he started out telling stories to his his grandsons in his study, British library, you know, his study, and he was telling about this wonderful land, this adventure, net adventure, kids being kids. Well, Dad, you know, what's the name of this wonderful land? You never tell us what the name of this wonderful land is. What is it? You know, and he's looking around thinking, what's the name of this wonderful land? He looks around and he looks at his file cabinet and he sees O to Z. He said, it's Oz. It's the land of Oz. And that's how the (laughs) name... Oh, I love it. Later, later the books were published after that, but it started out with telling stories about this wonderful land. You know, it's and just looking at his filing cabinet. I had no idea. I love when that like like you find something like that as like the 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 inspiration. Yeah, that is so neat. You can just find the magic anywhere. You can, Mm, which is really fun. But I've had. Well, you mentioned groups. I had a a a nine-year-old Cub Scout troop in one time. How about fun. ten kids. Oh my gosh! Okay, and so I'm thinking, okay, they brought some parents with them, or some of their parents, and so I'm thinking, what, what can I, you know, what can I tell kids that are nine years old for 45 minutes about books, you know, mm-hmm. and so forth. So I started thinking, and one of the things I decided to do was to pull together maybe 30 books or so to give to them, but we were going to establish a pecking order of who selected in what order because I didn't yeah, I want them all. clamor, they all want this book and that kind of stuff. So we had a question and answer period, okay, oh. inter- interspersed with the book talks and so forth. And so, you know, I said, okay, what do I have in my hand? And some kid said, and I have this really tiny book, it's a book, huh. you know. And then, then uh, who's that up there? Who's that up there? 
Yeah. Oh, nice. Yeah. Okay. Ah. <laughs> well, you know, we got anywhere from uh, Albert Schweitzer, Albert Einstein, oh. Colonel Sanders. <laughs> I was just going to say I could see Colonel Sanders. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you know, and whatnot. And then finally some kids had read a little bit. And I said, no, let me give you some clues. Who wrote Tom Sawyer and Huckleberry Finn? And he said, oh, that's that's <laughs> Samuel Clemens. That's, that's Tom, uh, Mark Twain. Mm-hmm. You know, and so they got that. that one of the more fun parts. I said, okay, I'm going to give you 10 minutes. I'll give you a little piece of paper. Write, go through the shop, tell me how many books I have in the shop and whoever comes the closest wins that question. Uh, Write it on a piece of paper. And so they, they were anywhere from 100 books to a million books. 100? Oh my God. One kid was counting. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be me. One, two, three, four. One, two, three, four, five. But, but you so know, fun. things like that. But those, those are those are kind of fun things. Yeah, that's interactive. Mm-hmm. It keeps them engaged. And then they picked in order of where they fell and who answered what question, you know, first. And, that kind of stuff. and then we went to the second round, and then they traded, in some cases, traded books. Oh, that's fun. But that's it, it's fun. fun. But there again, you know, it's all related to books and the other questions. You know what's the most? This was fun. You know what? What's the, the what book has been published the most of all time? Well, Harry Potter or somebody's. You know some of the kids' series and mm-hmm. that kind of stuff, which isn't at all. Finally, somebody guessed that it was the Bible. Yep. Yep. Okay. Was, that's yeah, what I was. I was so. just going to say, but I didn't want to spoil the answer for the yeah. listeners. Oh, yeah, yeah, you know. And so, uh, but there, there are questions like that. But those, and that's so fun. Those are fun. Those are fun kind of talks. Yeah, and I think that's fun as an adult. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I want to come. Like that'd be fun. <laughs> I want to participate in the trivia. That'd be fun. Oh, that'd be trivia. Yeah, and I do have uh, groups that come in from time to time. Uh, you know, I'll give them a book talk. Uh, it, it'll it'll range with whatever they want to talk about. Like mm-hmm. if they want to know how do you identify first editions, how do you identify book clubs, what do people collect, what makes a book valuable, any of those kinds of things. And then uh, we also have a uh, so it's an inter interactive kind of a of a, of a, of a talk. I, I told them I don't plan on just standing up here myself and speaking. You know you're going to get involved. Okay, you, I want to hear your comments. You're going to you know we're going to go back and forth. And so that works out well. And then what I usually do is bring a, a cl- I've got my own personal collection, which isn't very large, probably 150 books. Mm. But those I keep right now, not so. And, and it's very eclectic. It covers a lot of ter- ground territory. Uh, Four-inch painting book, nicest binding I've ever seen, books inscribed to me or by authors, different things like that. Yeah. So I, that's kind of a show and tell part. And then I, I encourage them to bring up to three books each, we'll do, where we'll do an informal appraisal in front of the group, oh. not to embarrass anybody, but to have them, you know, learn about what we're looking at when we're talking about a book. That's fantastic. Yeah, you know, that's cool. Because even so, though I worked for a rare book library, I still don't really know the answers to that. So that would be really fun for me. Yeah, that, that's fun. That's fun. And, that's and, and uh, a lot of people have books they've inherited and they've picked up someplace. And they think maybe it's valuable. I, they don't know. They, you know, so, but they would like to know. And so, so oh yeah, uh, people will come in with their old National Geographic magazines, thinking that they're, oh, yeah. you know, worth millions of dollars just because yeah. they're so old. <laughs> it's like that. Well, old doesn't yeah. always equal old, more old value. Is old is old. old. The, yeah. the, the printing press was a movable type printing press was invented in 1450, and the first 50 years after they invented the press, they they, they printed 
20 million books. 20 million books wow. on good frag paper, vellum bind bindings, and so there are 20 million books published between 1450 and 1500. Now that's old, okay. You know, and there are people who just collect, they call it in Canabula, the birth of printing, just collect books from that era, mm. whatever it is. And so that's old, but you know, they'll come, I got a book way back from 1940, so this is old. So, well, yeah, it is, it's, it's relative. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, old is right. Yeah, mm-hmm. it is. But that it, old isn't valuably doesn't necessarily come yeah. of age. Right. It may. And know, that's what I remember having to tell a lot of people that like just because a book is old, quotation marks old doesn't mean well, that it's yeah, going to add value. Yeah, you know, condition means a lot when you mm-hmm. come to collectability yes. and value. Yes. It's condition, condition, condition. And also rarity itself as well. Right. Like that's why people right. like. I, I always side when people be like, oh, it's a limited edition comic cover on this. I'm like, limited edition means they're trying to force scarcity into this. It's not going to work. It's the reason why Action Comics number one goes so much is because a lot of people didn't save their copies not thinking comics were going right, to be exactly. a huge thing. And now it's rare mm-hmm. and, you know, it's significant because it was the first Superman, that type of thing. You know, it's it's got a significance both historically and it's scarce. <laughs> and well, so speaking of that, I have, I have to ask, I have one more, like, general question. And then I just have a couple holiday questions. But what is the coolest or weirdest book you've ever acquired? The coolest or weirdest that I've ever. Oh yeah, or both. <laughs> if you have a separate. I know it should have given me some time to. Sorry, I and I just one. thought of it. That's why yeah. I'm like I have to ask. Yeah, I don't know. I suppose I, I purchased a book one time by Evelyn Waugh called Vile Bodies. It was published in about 1930, 1931, and it had a dust jacket. Mm-hmm. Okay, and uh, I estimated it was probably about a three hundred dollar book. Which I thought was was good because I can't remember I bought it at an auction or I think I bought it at an auction or something like that for less than that and whatnot and I got it home and I started looking and I found out that the dust jacket alone brought that way past what three hundred dollars if it was just the book without the jacket it was only uh, it was three hundred dollars but with the jacket it got it up to the Fifteen twenty thousand dollar ring. Wow! wow. Okay. Holy moly! Yeah, and it was an unrestored jacket, but it was in probably very good condition. Okay, in any event, but I wound up selling that you know, to well through another book dealer to somebody in Hong Kong. Okay, but that was that was kind of weird. It just kind of floored me that the book was worth yeah, that's that, that because of the jacket. That's wild. Uh, but but a book like Tarzan of the Apes. Okay. It, the, the jacket's worth 100 times more than the book itself because of the scarcity. Like you mentioned, mm-hmm. people people just discarded it, threw it away, mm-hmm. poured out, whatever it is. So it never lasted the test of time. But comic books is, geez, an unbelievable example. It's hard to believe that the major comics of the, the bygone era go for that kind of money. They even, they even have them graded and sealed in a... Mm-hmm. You know, get, they get a number of what what it is, and then uh, you know. But it's it's, but people, you know, we, I grew up with comics. We read them, we threw them in a box, we shared them, whatever right. it is. And after we left the house, and my parents had them for a while, you know, it's just like baseball cards. 
you know, they said, well, come on back and get your cards. Well, yeah, yeah, I'll get them, I'll get them. And then someday you, you went back for them. And they said, nah, we, we gave them away, we threw them away. Oh, why'd you do that? Well, we gave you 20 years to yeah, come back. Yeah, I, ha I have a story on that. Do you? Do you? Yeah, um, so um, I was a kid, in, I was a young kid in the 90s with my younger brother, and Pokemon trade, Pokemon had just taken over. It was the new big thing. I still play it myself, but the card game had just come out. My brother and I, we got the starter sets, and then we each bought two booster packs. And I opened mine. It had, you know, the standard things. He opened his. It had the foil first edition Charizard in it. Oh, my gosh. We cannot find that thing. <laughs> no! <laughs> I'm just like, no. I, we had that. So I'm like, I'm like, that would settle our student debts. <laughs> Isn't that something? Settle the student debt. <laughs> Isn't that something? You uh, but you couldn't find. Still can't find it. It's gone. So no, no, we but no then idea. the possibility is still there that you might find it. It's just, we 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 we've torn the scoured. We've, torn house, we've <laughs> torn our parents' house apart trying to find these things. Oh like, man! Because uh, we kept them in a binder and everything, so it's like what? it's like in the in in the thing. So it's it, we we didn't play with it, so it was. In oh. good condition and everything, so oh, oh man! <laughs> yeah. I hope you find it someday. Yeah, we, we, I hope so too. If we could ever find it, I just we 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 all we all are worried that our parents just gave them away, not thinking because you know at the time we were like, oh, trading cards and everything. It was like everybody was like, oh, they're they're not gonna stick around and everything because you know it was a kid's toy. Things everybody thought Pokemon was gonna be a fad the biggest franchise Nintendo has now, but oh, you yeah. know. Ginormous now. <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, some fans, you know, how this looks, the Beanie Babies, that didn't yeah. last, you know. Nope. But, but some, you know, just amazing. Uh, movie posters is another very collectible mm -hmm. thing. Oh, yeah, that makes you sense. Know, some, especially the horror movies. And Ooh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Adam and, and I both love horror. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, but that's another, you know, I, I have several movie posters, not to that that quality or going and whatnot, but uh, you know, it's a whole other thing. Ephemera is the word used for uh, a, f a strict definition of ephemera is something made on a paper for a one time use and then pretty much thrown away. Program, a ticket, mm. anything that, uh, wow. that, that, you? You, that you got, but you, you know, but I, I do sell ephemera because people that's become a collectible category. Mm -hmm. Now it's, it's meant to be something made out of paper. That somebody wants to keep and keep and collect and, and, and whatever. You know. I you explained that so eloquently, and I can't thank you enough for that because, again, I worked for a special collections department, and my job was cataloging a bunch of ephemera from sure. this monk that had passed away oh. that do and his family donated, um, or not his family, someone donated all of his materials to us, and I had to catalog his ephemera, and explaining that to my friends and stuff I just didn't I didn't know how to put it so like I would just come up with all these different definitions and that's a, you just described that perfectly of what it is and yeah, it's so a, hard it's a, and, you know it, it's a simple term definition but that's what it is it really yeah. is and I went to the medieval so I went to the medieval congress which is held at Western Michigan University in Kalamazoo okay. and the ephemera being sold there was crazy and crazy expensive but i oh, mean yeah. expensive i should say because it's valuable and yeah. it's a collectible thing now it's it's a wild 
field to get into once you start. Well, it's a whole wide area. It's in, in cool. Every, mm-hmm. every subject area, there's yep. ephemera. Anything you can Anything think of. that you can think of, there's ephemera out there, which, you know, again, most people threw away, didn't care, mm-hmm. got in poor condition. But <clears throat> even I've got, you know, or I've got some books from the 1500s, 1600s, just a title page, mm. which, which, which is you know, it's now considered ephemera because all it is is just the title page. But but graphically, I mean, it's beautiful the way the lettering and everything is and so forth, and so people buy that to frame. But, but, but you know, there's, there's no subject area that doesn't have ephemera that somebody wants, somebody. Yeah, you know? I would agree. You know. I just really, I love the way that you defined it, <laughs> so mm-hmm. I appreciate that. <laughs> I'm going to steal that and use it for later. I'm going to internalize it. (laughs) So my only other questions, um, you already touched on having a holiday sale, the 20% off. Are there any other holiday like programs or anything like that that you wanted to talk about or promote? Just want to make sure. Not really. uh, As I say, I open up on Fridays and Saturdays normally. Normally it's from 12 till 6. I've changed for my winter hours because it gets dark to 11 till 5. Uh, and and I, I put a recording on my answering machine. I put a sign in the door, uh, so people know when I'm going to be here, and not be here. But but I but I don't have any other special programs that I do okay. in, in the course of the year. Okay. You know, uh, as far as sales, as the wow, one time so sale. Wow, this is a big deal. It's a big deal. Some people I won't see for a couple months, but I'll see them in December. He's going to have a sale, so you might as well wait. <laughs> Get a bargain. Yeah, although it's kind of funny, too, is, is uh, people want a book, or they think they want a book, they come back maybe a couple times, they look at it, and they're going to come back later and get it. And then uh, many times they come back and it's here. But sometimes they come back and the book is not here. And he said, what happened to the book? I said, somebody, well, somebody, somebody bought it. Somebody else bought it. I wanted that book. And I said, well, what can I tell you? you oh, know, you got to get it. You got to get it. If you're a collector <laughs> yeah, you or you jump. want something, better get it. It's not like there's a whole bunch of them. I know. And if you know you're, if you're thinking about it like days later and you're coming back and you're like, man, I wonder if that's still here. That's just a sign you need to have it. Oh, <laughs> that's yeah. just a oh, sign. Yeah. Yeah. And my personal opinion. <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, I've got my $5 racks there. You know, and a woman called me this last week, said she saw a book there two months ago, oh, and, and wants it, wants to know if I still have it, you know, which I happen to still have it, you know, and so forth. But uh, That's funny. It's funny, you know. That's lucky. <laughs> you it, it's, it's, lucky. It. It's, it's lucky that, you know, but, but it, it happens. I mean, many times it happens. It'll still be here, but sometimes not, you know. But, <laughs> I love that, that she called. Yeah, oh yeah. And my last question for you is, what is your favorite holiday book or movie or anything? So, like, it can be just a book set in the wintertime. Do you have... Well, my favorite holiday movie is A Christmas Story. Of course. Mm. Classic. I I think it's it's a classic. Yeah. Fantastic. And White Christmas is a a great one, too. Mm -hmm. Crosby and and, uh, and like that. You know, and, and uh, you know any any of the the, uh, the Scrooges, yeah, yeah, you know those those are those are kind of fun too. Oh yeah, I, I think you know, and my favorite poem is probably "A Night Before Christmas." Oh yeah. Clement's more. I can almost recite it to you. It's a great little story. I mean, I think it is. You know, and there's many versions of it, and some people collect like up there. Those are all Christmas books about Christmas. Oh, that's nice. over there. 
Yeah. Fabulous. And so, uh, yeah, so, so there's, you know, Christmas there's Creed. even a Rawlings book that she wrote, who wrote a, uh, a Harry Potter series oh, mm-hmm. about Christmas. You know. Oh, she did? Yeah. Oh, right there. I didn't you know that. You can kind of see it right there. The, it's, it's the dust jacket book that's kind of green, kind of uh, on towards the end of that, that row right there. Oh, okay. But, but anyway, uh, but uh, yeah, so there, there's, 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 there's a number of them, I guess you'd say, that oh, uh, kind of come to mind what, what people want. You know, Dickens' The Christmas Carol course. Oh, it's a classic. Yeah, it's a classic. I, I have a soft spot for the Muppet, uh, for the Muppet Christmas Carol. Sure. <laughs> and I, I, I love that the two two Muppet movies I really appreciate because the actors went very hard on it was Muppet Christmas Carol, Carol, Muppet Christmas Carol, and Muppet Treasure Island. And the reason those actors went hard was that Michael Caine saw the Muppets as fellow actors. And Tim Curry saw himself as a fellow Muppet. <laughs> I love Tim Curry. <laughs> oh, that's fun. There you go. You know, that's a good match. You know, that's, that's uh, you know, but uh, but a lot, a lot of things uh, when it comes to children's and illustrated book is nostalgia. Mm-hmm. Uh, something you read to them when they were a child. Something they had when they were younger. Something their grandmother had. So, something something like that. That's you know, so yeah. true. That's yeah. so true that. Can, oh, yeah. Remember one of the re- more rewarding experiences. And, and when, when you deal with people, there's a lot of rewarding, I think, experiences that don't necessarily have to do with sales or money or anything like that. But, but one fellow at a, a book fair uh, stopped in and he has asked a question, kind of a, a negative, quite of a question. I know you don't have, but I thought I would ask mm. about a book that was read to me 35 years ago when I was a child and they've been searching for that book for. You know, 35 years. I don't know if that's true, but but anyway, but I happen to have the book, wow. and he was practically in tears. Yeah, heck yeah. In tears. I'd be bawling. Here's here's the book. This is the book. This is the holy in his mind. This was the holy grail that he's been looking for and, and asking about. And that was before the internet and so forth, to where you could, couldn't, you know, find Just eBay and easily. Uh, yeah, eBay or anything like that. Even you know. then, though, I think it's so so much more meaningful and magical for me anyway to to find what I'm looking for in an actual bookstore and it's hard not to lose hope sometimes when you're looking for something so mm-hmm. specific oh, and sure. you just keep getting told no it's hard not to have the negative question come first like I know this is probably a no so you're not gonna like hurt my feelings if you don't have it I but I but I would definitely I would totally be in tears if if I happen to find, you know, something that special, oh, yeah. that's really Well, rewarding. I always encourage people, if you don't see what you're looking for, ask. Mm-hmm. Because, you know, once you've handled these books so many times, you've bought them, you've cleaned them up, you put a dust jacket protector on them, you put them on the shelf, you researched them, you know, and so you pretty well, I couldn't tell you what I had for breakfast, but I can tell you where a lot of books <laughs> are, because I've healed them so many times. So, so ask, you know, it may not be here, but like you, you say, when you go through this, you can miss things so easily if, for sure. if you're looking for something specific. Mm-hmm. You know, it may not be in a section. People move sections, and they run out of room for sections, and so I put it someplace. You know, so I always encourage people to ask. You know, and uh, it, it, you know, I like to have a positive response to them. Sometimes, of course, I don't, and so I said, I'm sorry, mm-hmm. I don't. But I'll, I'll keep your name and number if you want, and if I come across the copy, I'll contact you, 
you're under no obligation if you find it someplace and decide that you don't want it. But but uh, you know, but uh, let me know. And, and over the years, you build up a lot of customers who want certain things. Mm -hmm. Yeah, talk so, about good customer service. <laughs> yeah, so so you do that. Every book fair that I've ever done, I send cards out, and and some of the same people come to to the book fair, maybe held once or twice a year someplace. And so I try to, you know, it usually takes two or three conversations to really understand what somebody wants or what they collect. Okay. Have you know verbalize it, understand this is the focus that they want, you know. But I try to have things for them so yeah. that when they do come, got some things to show them. Usually they buy something, have some things next year, next year, you know. Every time I see them, so Aww. they'll have something. Oh, that's really cool to have repeat customers, especially at a fair. That's really neat. Oh yeah, absolutely. Well, I have one customer who comes in every week, every week, every week, and I know what he's looking for, and I always have things every week that he hasn't seen that I'll bring in and, and show to him. Oh, that's and he so buys cool. every week. He's he's an amazing person. I mean, it's just I, it's hard to hard to hard to hard to imagine that. But uh, you know, most people come periodically, but uh, not every week. You know, so yeah, no, that's so, dedication. So you, you know, you want to cultivate a customer like that. You want to keep that customer happy. You that's want them to feel like you know, anytime you know somebody's looking out for them and. And, and he will. There will be things that you will want, and he does. I mean, it's amazing. I don't know how vast his library is. I've been in some houses that have unbelievable libraries, mm. uh, but uh, but he's imagine. not one of a retired guy. He's not one of, of means. I don't think, but but he's. Uh, I don't know. But he must have an impressive collection. If well, he's he, come, he's, he's getting every week. Just just in what he's purchased for me for the last. Ten years or so. <laughs> Love the ringtone. Oh, that is wonderful. <laughs> the donkey ringtone. <laughs> well, that, I mean, that's perfect timing anyway. I don't have any other questions. Do you, Adam? I do not. Oh, this has been absolutely fascinating. I just looked at the clock and like we're actually pushing past our longest long-winded librarians. Oh, wow. <laughs> yes. we, we, we jokingly call ourselves the long-winded librarians because <laughs> we our, talk a our lot. short reviews wound up being not so short. Yeah. <laughs> but I'm like, this has been absolutely fascinating. So it's like, yeah, this is great. <laughs> is there anything else that you want listeners or potential new customers to know? Or do you think you've covered? Not really. I, I just encourage people to come by there's no obligation to purchase anything take a look at the collection take a look at the books and whatnot and come in and enjoy themselves but but uh, just come in you know just to recognize there is a place here it's in Gross Point Park mm -hmm. actually the building is physically located half in Detroit half in Gross Point Park <laughs> right at the border and to come <laughs> here because for years that circle was the border it was like you can't pass Go past that to, to get any place. There's nothing beyond that. So I just encourage them to check it out. If they like it, come back. If they don't like it, that's fine. You know, it's, everything's not, you know, not everything's for everybody, you know. Sure. But, but, but no, I just would encourage them to come. Bring their children, family. Awesome. Enjoy themselves, sit down, look at things. Well, you heard it here first. Mm -hmm. Come and visit Shaw's Books. Come and visit Shaw's Books. <laughs> Say hi to place. him. Absolutely, you know. yeah. Get lost in the stacks. <laughs> Call 313-824-4932 if you have any questions. Or if you want to know what the schedule is going to be for when I'm open. But I am open the last four weekends of the, of the year. 
uh, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, 11 a.m. until 5 p.m. And we're having our 20% off sale. So Perfect. with the economy being what it is, and you know, this, you know, it's a good opportunity to purchase a, a gift for yourself or somebody else for Christmas or just because you would want to read a book. Yeah. Fantastic, <laughs> yeah. You don't really need much more of a reason than that. Well, you don't have to have much more reason than that. You know, so. <laughs> well, thank you so yeah. much for sitting well, down so and talking Thank you very much. I really appreciate you doing this. Of you know, course. I hope that uh, your readers or your, your listeners or your uh, the people who will check out your podcast will, will enjoy it. Oh, I'm sure they will. Oh, absolutely. And then also, I always encourage people too that if you have a book, a books that you're trying to you're trying to figure out what the value is, I don't charge if people bring in books and I'll give them an informal appraisal. I do formal appraisals, but that usually takes more time, and I do charge for that. But but there's no charge to bring in a book, books, Aww. and ask what what uh, what I think they're worth. And been doing this for forty years, and so I've got a pretty good feel for most books. Yeah, you know that's great. The, yeah, that's awesome. <laughs> so awesome. Thank well, you. Yeah, yeah thank yeah. you, folks. Okay, I really appreciate it. <laughs> of All right. course. Thank you, and everybody. Like I said, if you got the time, come on down to Shaw's Books, and you won't be disappointed. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for joining us for another episode of Biblio Banter, <laughs> and have a great rest of your holiday. Yeah. See you, everybody. Great holiday and Christmas, everyone. <laughs> thank you.